When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Mushrooms, tasers, and bears, oh my, of the flight attendant is over, and we are just getting started here on post-show recaps, and ooh la la, who is that that I smell? Who's coming in wearing Santal 33? Is that my co-pilot, Sarah Ferguson? Sarah, how are you? <laughs> Jess, I'm doing, doing great, doing great, just have been going through my photos that people have been taking of me from a long distance. I gotta say, looking looking pretty good. Happy about how uh, at least if somebody has a spy on me, at least I'm wearing a fabulous um, pink coat. Yeah, too. yeah. At least if I have a stalker, I look good in the photos they take. Of yeah, me. yeah. At the very <laughs> least, <laughs> I always say that I am a glass half full type of person. Mm-hmm. So I'm just at least I know I look good. You're in just the happy to be noticed. Photos. <laughs> to be honest with you, I am in desperate need of attention. So yeah, that too. We're here covering fl- the flight attendant. Uh, I'm Jess. That's Sarah. If you're new here, welcome. Welcome to the chaos that is this show. Um, we appreciate you listening. You can follow us. You can subscribe at posturerecaps.com slash flight attendant pod. Um, we're here two days this week covering episodes of the flight attendant. Next week, we'll be back covering two more. Uh, and then subsequently one episode a week thereafter. Um, but this episode was fun. I feel like the premiere came out with like a bang. And now we've like slowed down the pace a little bit. But I appreciate that this show, Sarah, this show read our minds. The show was like, they're going to suspect Grace. Yeah. We need to immediately be like, nah, it's not Grace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that they did a good job. I really like shows that... um really take what you expect and as the first case scenario and go mm, nah, yeah. nah you're that's wrong not what it's gonna be you're wrong and it's not something that drags it on for an entire season yeah or a, a multiple episode arc they you have your initial uh suspicions and it automatically uh, turns it over so that it's not the most obvious person. And yeah, we felt and as though Grace was too obvious. Exactly. I have a new leading suspect, though, which we'll get to when we start uh, going through the episode recap. But I'm I'm pretty excited because, um, again, I really, really enjoy that HBO Max does those inside the episodes at the end of every episode. Yeah, because they're good. They really are. Like, this one I felt especially was 
I think it was like longer than the last one. And it really dove deep into their decision, not only just the, the behind the scenes of how they make, especially the mind palace, but their thoughtfulness behind including grace on the show and, um, wanting to like, rule her out as a suspect to then show okay she's a cassie's cassie's new friend you know this is going to be cassie's new friend grace and grace is certainly an interesting character even though she no longer seems to be a suspect depending on who you are and what you're thinking there's still a lot going on with grace that i'm excited to explore especially her artwork and her design um going on in her, oh, her decor in her apartment going yes. on her apartment she has an eclectic taste I, yeah i can't I wait really to get into all it. that yeah totally <laughs> Um, so we're going to be breaking down everything from this episode. We appreciate you all listening. Like I said, if you want to subscribe, pushercups.com slash flight attendant pod. But let's let's dive right into this episode because it was it was a doozy. There's a lot going on. Um, we start out immediately where we we were we were talking most about, OK, what what's going to be in the viewfinder? You know, what are we going to see in this viewfinder? And we get that answered very quickly. Annie's looking through it and we see photos. We see first we see Cassie who is wearing that magenta coat we saw her in. She looks to be on the monument in Berlin, taking a photo with her phone as the same time this is taking a photo of her. Yes, exactly. So it's basically, I know you're watching X. Right. And here is me watching you while you're watching, what was her name? His name, Will? Will. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, so this was interesting. So we know who, mm-hmm. whomever took this picture was with her in Berlin. Right. So, but we know to that know. too. I feel like it's still the lady in the uh, blonde wig. Okay. Is- so, yeah. So, yes. I mean, prime suspect, right? But we know whomever it is taking the photo because there could be many people involved. So, we know whomever took this photo at the very least was in Berlin with her. Right. Then we see a zoomed in photo that to me looked like a license plate. Um, again, not a hundred percent sure because this is not one of the ones that Max um decodes later. Mm-hmm. Then we see the plaque that says 1934 to 1935, which Max will later figure out what that belongs to. Um, we see another sign that says 277 space Q. Uh, no idea what that is. You you don't have any thoughts on these, right? Like you none of these seem familiar to you. No, I was wondering if there is any way that I could do my own investigative research. And I realized that I'm too dumb to do so. So um no. It was really hard. I think that I think that at this point, we're not supposed to necessarily know yet. Like I think. These things, I think they're setting the groundwork and we are supposed to maybe keep an eye out for it in the future. You know what I mean? I don't think they put these here for us to know right away. I think we're supposed to figure them out along the way. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I'm happy to do a little bit of digging. I think like that doc photo is interesting as well. The next photo where it's, they're on a dock. I see a body of water and yeah. more numbers six dash one three two one hundred. A lot of numbers. Actually. A lot of numbers in these photos. Yeah, and so we don't know what that one is yet either. Um, Annie's trying to figure out what they are, and Max says it feels like it's something a serial killer leaves behind, which obviously is very reassuring to Cassie. Um, but at this point, Annie is like, "All right, the jig is up." Cassie what is going on we know you're involved in something just tell us and Cassie keeps saying nothing nothing 
finally she says, okay, I'm an asset for the CIA. And I love how Max's first reaction is just to laugh. Yeah, they just laugh because <laughs> what is the likelihood that they, that Cassie would be an asset for the CIA? Yeah. Also, I do love how they did get their in and out. Did you see that? They, they did. Eating They're it? eating it during all of this. They got their in and out. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah I think that if my friend told me that as well, especially a specific type of friend. I would yes. laugh. Like I'm thinking of like my one friend. Her name is Johnny. She is a lot of fun. But if she told me that she was a CIA agent, I think my first reaction would be to laugh. If you told me, uh, you're one of my closest friends. If you told me, maybe I would believe you. <gasps> really? You think I'm cool yeah. enough to be in the CIA? Actually, no, you know what? You're not, you're not subtle enough. Okay, well, now I'm offended that for well, like a split yeah. second, I was cool enough to be in the CIA and then you ripped it from well, back okay. out for me. Okay, do you think that you could be cool, calm, and collected? No, no. Not well, even maybe, for a millisecond. Maybe that's like a good reason why you would be a good CIA agent. I, I don't think I'm very subtle. I think you're right. I don't think I have the – and I'm very bad at keeping secrets oh, that are like so, exciting. You're um, uh, you were, uh, uh, unreasonably a loud talker um and i don't think that that would bode well as a cia agent instead of just saying i'm a loud talker i am an unreasonably, unreasonably loud talker i mean it's true it's, it's louder true. than you would expect like you know yeah listen to jessica beautiful voice um if you heard her in person she's she carries it's yeah my voice carries like i um where were we recently oh we so we went to stay at an airbnb and it was at the top of like this big hill yeah. and there was nothing surrounding us you know acres and acres of land surrounding us and off in the distance like the vermont mountains and i, I just went i just started shouting because i just wanted That's to okay. hear that and then echo. you caused an avalanche <laughs> is that the end of the story <laughs> It was just fun. Don't you ever just want to like stand on top of a mountain no. and scream? It's no. very, it's very refreshing. I gotta say. No, I I keep everything bottled up inside. That sounds healthy. Very healthy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I love um Cassie saying, Oh, you were about to guess it anyway. And he's like, There's literally no way I'd ever guess that. That was a good line. That was a good line. <laughs> I wish that I didn't see that in the I wish I skipped it, to be honest with you. The yes. coming um scenes they you do know, in the trailer just, yeah they had in that the trailer scene. also in the, you know how at the end of the first premiere episode they always show this is what's gonna come later in the right. season i wish i skipped that it kind of just snuck up on me and i didn't skip it but um but that was a, a very good line that i really i really enjoyed yeah and so then we see like a montage of cassie telling them everything um, and Annie says, it sounds like someone is trying to frame her. And then Annie does something very strange. Yeah. Um, and she sniffs the wig and she recognizes the perfume is Santal 33. She says it's super expensive. Now I have a few things for you, Sarah. One, sure. would you be able to tell a perfume scent just by sniff? Uh, I think it depends on which some very specific like Dolce Gabbana light blue is such a specific scent mm -hmm. that I think I would know on the other scope of things. If I smelt Victoria's Secret love spell anywhere, my <laughs> memories from when I was a teenager would be like blaring red. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the perfume that I wear, I like to wear Burberry Brit. I think that I would be able I love to love Burberry Brit. 
Do you? Mm-hmm. I think that if I was able to smell that, but the thing is, is that um, people's pheromones mix with perfumes, so it doesn't necessarily smell the same on everybody. So yep. that's one thing to to take into consideration. But um, so if Annie has a history of purchasing Santal Thirty Three, then I would say that that's plausible. Okay, so I now have a little quiz for you. I looked up how expensive a bottle of Santal 33 is, mm-hmm. and there's two mm-hmm. different sizes. There's the 1.7-ounce bottle and the 3.4-ounce bottle. Sure. This is at Nordstrom. Oh. So what would you guess an expensive bottle of perfume costs? How much is the 1.7-ounce bottle of Santal 33? So I know perfumes that go upwards of $300, but I think a standard bottle of high-end perfume is probably around uh 88 to 98 dollars okay well this is a very expensive bottle of perfume because the 1.7 ounce bottle is 198 dollars yeah that's pretty that's pretty expensive Wild. and then how how expensive is the large bottle the large bottle is almost 300 dollars 289 dollars yeah, yeah, that That's is a, a very, very high-end perfume. Uh, you know, Nordy's is definitely the place to buy uh, <laughs> your high-end perfume. Fancy, fancy perfumes. Yeah, so maybe... something to keep in mind is whomever was impersonating Cassie seemingly has a lot of money. So mm, interesting. Maybe. I wonder if I can get a roller ball for a, a reasonable <laughs> seventy-five bucks. That's so all I can afford. Wild. Um, and so then Cassie's phone rings. Of course, it's Ben. And Annie says, well, that's kind of suspicious. He's calling about the debrief on Berlin. He says, tomorrow at noon, we have to meet. Um, and she doesn't know how she should explain anything. And Annie says, well, it could be um, inculp- inculpatory evidence. Um, she says, don't tell the CIA. If there's anyone at the CIA you can trust, maybe you should talk to them. And of course, we both think immediately to Shane. I mean, I felt like this was a very strange bit of advice from Annie, who mm. last season was very firm on, well, you know, obviously not giving everything up to the FBI because she was being questioned. But right. I think the lesson should have been you should be honest from the beginning. So I felt like this was a little bit of strange advice from her legal counsel. Yeah, especially because this is a very different information. She's working for the CIA. She's not a witness or a suspect in a murder. This is very different than the last situation she was involved in. So I agree with that. I feel like that was very strange of Annie to suggest. I feel like Annie is really out of sorts, and we especially see it in this episode. So I don't know. I feel like it was maybe a bit of sabotage especially because Annie feels as though Cassie has her life together and she has this Mm -hmm. beautiful home and this brilliant boyfriend and all these things. And she, Annie is supposed to be the quote unquote put together ones. So it kind of felt like a little bit of enabling of, you know, be the bad decision, Cassie. And I think that, I think that sounds really nasty because they're supposed to be best friends, but sometimes the when you are so insecure about yourself you want somebody else to be down on your level um mm-hmm. in and I, like i said that's not the best thing but sometimes that's your 
your automatic inclination if you're yeah. not in a great place mentally. I also think it could just be Annie trying to protect Cassie as best she can. Like, stop getting into this trouble that you seemingly, you know, you follow trouble, you run towards danger. But um, then if you don't want to be in trouble, then be honest and tell the CIA. I think it's more she's worried that telling the CIA will get her further entrenched in whatever is going on. But who who knows? So we see Marco arrive. Um, He was working overtime for a Wally Birch album. And she's like, oh, you look so tired. You, you should go take a shower. Go take a shower right now. He barely even gets to say hi to Max and, uh, and Annie. But I love that Max loves Marco immediately he is in love with Marco. well yeah it's an automatic bromance but it's only it's almost like i feel as though marco is kind of like an older brother type of look to max it's kind of like oh you're the cool guy like you kind of like be you're kind of like who i want to be they both have matching earrings yes they I, do <laughs> which i was they both have facial hair and dark hair i felt like they could be brothers or cousins or something yeah they do have a similar look and i just think max loves marco's vibe you know he's this cool photographer who has this cool life um and i think there's something i think this episode we'll see um, as perfect and what it was the pink cloud they talk about last episode as perfect as Cassie's life seems in the premiere I think we're getting we're seeing the cracks we're seeing mm-hmm. some of the stuff breaking apart in this episode specifically with Marco um, we're gonna go from her just kind of shushing him getting him out of the room to finding out that she has not divulged any of this information to Marco which I can understand you know she's moved past the, the chaotic portions of her life and she's trying to stay on the straight and narrow um but she hasn't divulged any of this information to him and then later we're going to talk about their relationship and how it feels like it's a little rocky um so so she tells him to go to bed and she tells okay max and annie okay everybody go get some sleep um and max is going to look into the slides and i love cassie saying the reason he's looking into the slides is oh yeah he does bad things just to remind us all that yes max certainly does not always follow the law um and so they're everybody sleeping and the next morning we see cassie waking up as marco is leaving and she's just kind of flashing to everything that happened in berlin i also think it was interesting that she was pretending to be asleep in this moment instead of Mm -hmm. saying goodbye or i'll see you later or kiss him or anything like that she's very focused on all that she's been going through and she's having these memories flash through her mind and the one thing that kind of is standing out to her is all her interactions with grace yes yeah so we hear grace saying my ears are still ringing then we zoom in on grace's scarf the i'm not a good person from grace and so then i love we immediately flash to cassie sitting on the end of um annie and max's bed with a cup of coffee and she's like i think i know who it is yeah i also thought it was interesting because these are all things that we pointed out in the episode prior so it's kind of like the show is saying These are very obvious things. Hey, you junior detectives, you think that you figured it out? Well, we knew that we were what we were doing was uber obvious. And here it is. I'm laying it all out to you. I'm telling you in the very next episode that you think you got to figure it out. But you don't. I got to say, I felt super smart last episode. Like we were junior detectives. We felt like geniuses. We we did. And I love that this episode was like, 
nah, you're not nah. that smart. <laughs> Even the viewfinder, we were like, oh, it's definitely going to be pictures of Cassie and somebody is going to spy on them. <laughs> and it's like, I love how it was the very first thing that they opened up the episode with. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you dum-dums. Of course it is. What else would it be? Yeah, it was very funny. Um, And so Cassie tells Annie all about Grace. Uh, she's like, there's something there. She could be my double. The scarf was probably hiding the marks on her neck from the strangulation. Um, meanwhile, Max is so preoccupied because he's making Spanish tortillas and he can't stop talking about Marco. He's like, oh, where was where's Marco? Does he want breakfast? Yeah, he's very, <laughs> very focused on Marco. I did enjoy Max's um, overnight attire. I thought that he looked very nice. Mm-hmm. I thought that yeah. he's taking a page out of Butley's book. <laughs> Buckley's outfits. No, no. Just the fact that I don't know. The behind was. Oh, the prominent. nice butt. Yes. Yeah. yeah um so yes so then cassie says um oh they're because they're talking about marco already left and uh cassie's like no there's nothing wrong with marco um he's she she says many times this episode he's good on paper he's perfect on paper which to me worse than saying a guy is good on paper because there's always a but that follows that statement he's good on paper but yeah being good on paper seems like it would be a good thing but it's usually linked with a bunch of cons exactly like oh i should love this person exactly i I should yeah it was kind of disappointing a little bit because margo does seem like a really good guy Mm -hmm. but 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 there's there's a but that's yeah exactly um and so so right so then uh they start talking about grace but uh annie says listen you have a compelling argument but none of this would hold up in court so you like there has to be proof or something and cassie mentions wanting to stop by in person because grace did invite her to hang out with her um and annie says (laughs) this this whole scene this kitchen scene and honestly anytime we get the three of them together they have such great chemistry that i love it um, Annie says, uh, what if I built a house on the moon and but there's no oxygen, so I effing die. <laughs> yeah. A lot of I really do love the three of their um these characters banter. It's a lot of lot of fun. And it's it feels like what a trio of friends would feel like. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so funny. And Annie says, Well, what if she's dangerous? And and Cassie says, listen, I've worked so hard to build this life. I don't want to ruin it. And Annie's like, you have to ignore your instincts. Don't go see Grace. Yeah. And Cassie's like, of course, I won't. Um, and we can't forget Annie has this big interview today um, that she's going to a new job interview in L.A. Um, and Cassie promises she won't go to Grace's. She's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. She is the epitome of that TikTok, Sarah. It's like, it's like, girl, don't do it. Girl, don't do it. I'm going to do it. I already <laughs> I did, did it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she is. She is truly the moth to the flame. I think that was in nobody's. Nobody thought that she wasn't going to go to Grace's. Yeah. We all knew. Annie should have known. You know, we all knew. She should have had Max keep tabs on her. She should implant her with the GPS tracking device at this point. Stick it somewhere. Do you she think that she it? never 
unenabled um find a friend find a friend you know miranda taught taught her how to uh disable it and she never yeah. re-enabled it i feel like um when she started being an asset for the cia that was like in their introductory oh, course where they're like don't yeah. have find a friend on that's cia 101 yeah that's in the orientation packet i should know right i'm part of them oops spilled the beans yeah um, i told you weren't subtle enough <laughs> and so um, Annie, so Annie has her interview and Cassie says, listen, I have errands to run. I have, I'm the donut girl today, so I have to go get the donuts. And Annie says, I'm, I'm really happy to be here for you. And Cassie, who's a very hugging, she loves hugs. She's a hugger. Mm-hmm. She hugs Annie around her face. No. <laughs> And I love Annie being like, always oh, so much touch. I, I wish that I was a Cassie. I wish I was warm enough to be a Cassie and a hugger, but I'm not a hugger. I'm not either. I'm an Annie. I yeah. just stop I, touching me. <laughs> but I wish I was because you look at Cassie and she's like, she's so warm and nice and she just wants to hug. Once again, my friend Johnny is definitely a Cassie. She hugs to death and I'm just like, no, don't touch me. Don't touch yeah, me. Please give me my space. She I always wants to have a slumber without. party with me. And I'm like, no slumber parties, no slumber parties. <laughs> I don't do slumber parties. <laughs> um, So Cassie calls Grace. She says, oh, I'm about to head to Abbott Kinney to find a gift for my boyfriend. Um, Do you want to come with? And she's sitting right outside of Grace's place. And Grace says, oh, I'm in the middle of, you know, a sourdough emergency. Mm, what which, is this, 2020? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, she's a, apparently Grace is a baker. Um, Grace says, don't worry, you know, some other time. And, um, and I did notice in this moment that we didn't see any marks on Grace's neck. Like I was, I was on the, I had those eagle eyes out. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take a look at that. That's a good catch. I was too distracted by the painting behind her. To be honest with you. Oh my word. Yes. Please explain this painting to us. So, uh, has a, okay. Exactly. It has a, a millennial pink background with white spectacles, speckles, but the forefront of the painting is a female figure, kind of like an anime type of Japanese art uh, mm-hmm. style where it's this girl with gray hair and bangs and a braid, but going through her face are our fingers and their strips of skin it's it's honestly extremely it's disturbing as an art appreciator i'm i don't know what is, this is trying to teach you besides the fact or like say maybe that you know you're here you're a person and all of your feelings and like your inner monster is trying to like get out of you yeah, because the lines on the face are vertical bars almost, like a oh, jail yeah, you're cell. trapped in your own body. And and yeah, and that's how I felt too. It was like these bars of the face and then to me it looked like crab legs. Like imagine crab legs crawling <laughs> out of someone's like, face. It's fingers, it's fingers. Is which it? Is okay. equally disturbing, but it is. 
And there's like these pink things crawling out. Yeah, I definitely think it's some form of self-expression in terms of your insides are trying to come out. And there's a lot in the show. Obviously, we have the Mind Palace with all the versions of Cassie and all of those versions trying to fight Cassie to come out of her. So maybe there's something there. It was very distracting, though, because the imaging or the 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 positioning on the camera had grace kind of to the side and this painting was so just prominent. obvious yeah prominent yeah. behind her that you couldn't help but stare at it yeah it was yeah but so it was a good catch trying to look at her neck but they hang up the phone she can't hang out at this moment and we see grace leave her home and cassie's like what the F? You don't have a sourdough emergency. Where are you mm-hmm. off to? And then we have the sequence where Cassie is following Grace. Because of course she is. She's like, I'm a CIA asset now. I can follow people and not be noticed. And I just wanted to be like, Cassie, this girl knows you. Like, she, she knows, knows your you. face. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that that was, I mean, she could have still had a sourdough emergency and left the house. Yeah, I suppose, although obviously what ends up happening shows there is no sourdough emergency, but I also found it strange. Okay, in this day and age, in this day and age, if someone just calls me and is like, hey, do you want to hang out right now? First of all, why are you calling me? Why aren't you texting me? Second of all, that is so last minute. I'm just I'm not a last minute girl. You can't call me and ask me to hang out last minute. Okay. Say yes. mm, if somebody was like, hey, I'm in your neighborhood and I want, can I come over? And it's a close friend. I think I would be like, oh yeah, absolutely. No problem. But if somebody was like, hey, do you want to come over right now or go out to lunch right now? I'd be like, ooh, I need two weeks in advance. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, even if someone's in my neighborhood, text me. Like, give yeah. me a if heads you want to come over to me and I don't have to leave, then sure, you can come over. If I have to go somewhere, I need like two weeks beforehand so I can put it in my day planner. I just need at least some time. I need, I need a little bit of time in advance. Like, I need more than five minutes. I understand. Like, I don't know. Now that what I need weapons to put if your house together. was clean. Weapons if your house was clean. My house is always clean. Okay, then what's the holdup? I don't know. What if I'm not wearing a bra or something? You know, I can if just it's have your friend. Just why does it matter? Because I just don't want my bits all flopping around. So if I came over now and you weren't wearing a bra, you would have a problem with that. I don't care if you're wearing a bra or not. I know, but sometimes I just I feel like with a bra I feel more put together. You know, it's like some people feel like with a face of makeup, it's like a bra holds it in, you're good to go. Listen, all those small chested women out there. Uh, or people, small-chested people out there, I'm envious of you. I don't have that life. Anyway, moving on. So I don't even know where we are. So Grace Lee and Cassie. Why the bra is the barrier? I don't know why it is either. (laughs) That's it. That's That's all. I don't want to question you on this. This is your own thing, but whatever. So we see Max. um, He is taking photos. This is so brilliant. He is taking photos of the slides. He's going to digitize them, and then he's going to do a reverse image search online. Mm-hmm. Max is a brilliant person, right? We love Max. Oh, you know what? I could probably try that. I think I could try that. On the show? I think that I can take a screenshot of the images in the viewfinder and do a reverse image search. But this is a show, not real life. 
I know. I'm just saying for, <laughs> for our own in- investigative purposes. I think oh, for that our I could, junior detective business. Yeah, for our Got own it. junior. De- I think that I could I could figure out where the other things Can are. We get yeah, coats? no, it's not so, as impressive as need, what Max is doing. You're right. We need we need trench coats if we're going to be junior detectives, and maybe monocles. But I have glasses. So I can't I can't do a monocle. We'll figure it out. Um, we should get pipes, but not real ones. Just That's ones no, that we're blow not Sherlock smoke. Holmes. We're junior detectives. Well, what junior detectives can't have pipes? I think like I want to be a Carmen San Diego type <gasps> of detective. She has the red coat, doesn't she? You could she be does. like Cassie. Okay, can I get a purple coat? No. Why? You're Sherlock Holmes. Well, I'm I don't Carmen want to be Sherlock. <laughs> So Max takes photos of these slides. Um, meanwhile, Annie's getting ready for her interview, and she does not seem excited at all. And it they have this whole conversation where we find out over the past year that Max has been the one supporting them. He's been paying her mortgage. He's been paying mm-hmm. for things. And it bothers her a little bit that he's basically stealing money in order to pay to support them. Um, she misses being self-sufficient and valuable. I think words. that is a valid feeling. I think that mm-hmm. when you have to rely on other people, a part of your independence goes away. And somebody who seems so self-reliant prior to meeting Max, I'm sure that that is a big struggle for her. And I empathize with her. <laughs> hundred percent. Um, there was a short amount of time in between college and my first in my next like steady job where I was substitute teaching. And this was at the time when um there were there was a huge an abundance of teachers and not enough teaching jobs. They were laying off teachers. And so I wasn't really getting the calls to substitute teach often. And I spent a lot of my days not working. And it was really hard. Like that wrecked my mental health in a, in a certain way because mm-hmm. I felt like I was worthless. Now, I've come to know this is, you know, 10 years ago that obviously your work is not your entire worth. It's not your life's worth. There are many other reasons why someone is a valuable human being, but I'm like Annie. I like to be doing things. And if I'm not doing things that I consider valuable, it can really mess with your self-esteem. And so I totally get why she's bothered here. She feels like he's the one who's been supporting them this past year. Um, and she even – he brings up her her legal aid work that she's been doing. But she says she's doing it to make herself feel better. It's not as selfless as he makes it out to be. Um, but she says – and I, I think it's a bit of what you said where she's very happy for Cassie. Of course she is. It's her really good friend, her best friend. But – she's supposed to be the one that's put together, not Cassie. And so mm-hmm. she feels like there's a co- a bit of a competitive edge to it where Cassie's doing so well. And as a result, it makes Annie feel like trash. Yeah. I remember when I graduated from college, I was an interior design uh, major and I got excellent grades and my projects were always really received well. And I always did everything on time. And one of my friends who was less, um, diligent in a school setting than me she Uh didn't turn in projects on time she didn't get as good as graded as me got a job in interior design before me and I was happy for her but I was in my heart I was like very jealous and I'm like what in the world like I'm supposed to be the one that is getting jobs and doing well and moving my career forward and I think it's hard when um, I think it's hard when you're not in a good place to not compare yourself 
to your peers and that's absolutely it. and that's what's happening here with annie and max <laughs> does point out cassie nearly got herself blown up recently She's like, you know, that's that's right. And Max is really sweet. He tells her she's she still has all the shine. She's going to kill it at this interview. They'd be lucky to have her. I love how supportive Max is, um, even though Annie doesn't always necessarily reciprocate that. Um, you know, uh, she doesn't always uh, use words of affirmation and show how much she loves him. I appreciate that he expresses mm-hmm. it often. Um, I do, too. So we see Cassie following Grace to the farmer's market. And then we see Davy. Davy's at the farmer's market. Um, he says he's here to support his sister. Um, and he he does notice her for a hot second. <laughs> She's like pops down out of the out of line of sight from mm-hmm. him. Um why does Davy know the cheese guy well enough to that the cheese guy knows if he was supposed to be home or not? So they haven't said, at least to my recollection, did they say how long Davey has been in town? I feel like he's been in town for a while. Uh, He said, so the cheese guy was saying, I thought you were going to be home by now. And he and Davey says, "Um, I decided to stay in town a little bit longer to support my sister. She's having a big day. Why does the cheese guy know that? I mean, I feel like we're going to get. A situation especially with we, what we hear from Davey when he has dinner I think he was a Jenny little later. too close to the cheese guy yeah I think he's having some marriage trouble with his husband it seems like based on his conversation with Jenny at dinner it seems like there's some friction between him and his husband mm. so yeah. we'll see um but yeah so then Cassie follows Grace to some kind of like airport and she tries to go through a locked gate she she can't she misses the the chance and so she goes up to a restaurant to keep an eye on things. She borrows this these kids' binoculars. And then she's like, this kid's, it's an only, she's an only child. <laughs> she doesn't want to share. Um, and so we see a man get off of a plane, hands Grace a box, and Grace hands over what looks to be like a bunch of money. Um, and we're all wondering what the heck is going on here. Come to find out. It's not, it's, you know, it's not as big of a deal as we probably. Well, I mean, it's something. It it's something. It's something. Um, meanwhile. Annie is at her interview. They say, oh, we're unconventional. And Annie just like, oh, my God, she's saying all the wrong things. Word vomit. Um, Obviously, like this felt like a very startup type of company law firm. They were sitting on couches. That's what they meant by unconventional, meaning that on Fridays they have a beer tap and they have a drink at three o'clock. That's what they mean by unconventional, not blackmail, which is what Annie was insinuating. Oh, Annie goes completely off the rails here. She mentions bribery in her interview. She mentions blackmail. I mean, I understand what they mean by unconventional because we saw a man sitting with his legs crossed on a chair well in that, an interview. I think like the juxtaposition of what Annie wore to the interview versus yeah. what the other lawyers were wearing we get it's definitely more she's more corporate New York and these groups of lawyers are more like salt of the earth um type of people casual more type californians really yeah they're like they're like oh we have a we have an overnight oats bar you know oh yeah Fridays. yeah yeah you know what i mean like yeah i could see Long that hair yeah like much that. much less formal than annie is but annie seems just very nervous and out of sorts and she's just 
bombing this interview so badly. It yeah. was so hard to watch this happen. Yeah, she's she kind of um gets like really put off by the question, "Oh, are you engaged? I see you you have a beautiful oh. ring." Which you are I mean, you're not supposed to ask. You're not supposed yeah. to ask because the insinuation is okay, you have a ring, does that mean that you're getting married soon? And if that's the case, then are you going to be taking time off for wedding plans and your engagement? And unfortunately, as a woman that is just recently engaged, it bodes the question of when you're going to start a family. So yep. that's the reason why you're not allowed to ask those questions. And it's inappropriate because it's some of your business when you get married, when you start a right. family, and that doesn't correlate with how good of a worker you're supposed to be. But I right. think that this woman's intentions was to try to get to loosen know her, her up a little bit. And, yeah. her up. and typically when you see a woman with a beautiful ring on her finger that's newly engaged, they're excited to talk about it. And that Right. opens them up and it's it a gets big life event the yeah yeah they're she's just trying to get to know Annie, but you're but not Annie, supposed to ask that question in, no no no, in no, an no interview setting and so it goes really poorly um and uh then we see cassie goes to her aa meeting she has all the donuts it's her one year anniversary and brenda got her a cake and her brother and her boyfriend are coming everyone's very excited um and <laughs> I need to know more about Brenda because every time she opens her mouth, she says something that is like, wait, wait, what? Stop down. Yeah. She says the only thing my family ever gave me was a restraining order. Yeah. Brenda's seen some shit. So. <laughs> yes. I need to know more. Know more about Brenda. But, oh my God. Um, but Davey comes and he, he's very happy. He has a gift for her. He's yeah. We need to talk about this gift. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number one. If, I, if you give me a gift, I'm not going to open it up in the middle of everybody else who yes. don't also have a gift. You're supposed to – he should have left This isn't a, a children's birthday party, Davey. Yeah, we don't have show and tell with opening gifts. He does say, I thought I saw so, I thought I saw you at the farmer's market, and Cassie denies him. Be like, no, why would I be at the farmer's yep. market? Um, so she opens up the gift, and it's a teddy bear, like a Build-A-Bear, um, with – a in his hand a voice box right um, and he has sunglasses on and the shirt says easy does it what does that mean i don't know easy is this like it. an aa thing easy does it i'm just easy gonna google does easy does it. it i felt um, like it was a sibling type of thing yeah i don't see anything about easy does it it could be just like a childhood thing and he recorded his own voice saying easy does it easy does it i don't, yeah, I don't know yeah well i mean if anybody knows let me know let us know yeah I, maybe this will come up later um and so right and so she says oh you know we find out he facetimes with his family every night and then jenny joins them and she is sitting behind them and she says oh i got it the is, necklace my boyfriend loves it, it is an aa thing is it yeah yeah oh. it is uh is it, it like a one day relax. at a time thing yeah don't worry and don't stew and struggle. Take it easy. Okay. That makes more sense then. Because otherwise I was like, I don't understand what this is. Um, And so Jenny joins them. She has the necklace. Her boyfriend loved it, by the way. And you could tell Cassie is so uncomfortable. She just like doesn't want to talk to Jenny. Um, Marco Jenny's arrives. kind of a freak. Jenny is a bit too much when you've just met her. Like they don't know her. And she is all up in their business. Yeah. I And I the reason being really made me feel uncomfortable. And that's why podcasters are the worst. 
we'll get to that because i have theories um so marco arrives brenda we find out is the chip person and so she starts counting up anybody made it to a month anybody made it to six months whatever whatever we get to a year and cassie stands up so she goes up she makes a speech she thinks her brother he's crying i found this so sweet because mm-hmm. of what we because of how they set up everything in season one yeah what they've gone through mm-hmm. and especially and it's not just them it's like their father their fa- it's, yeah yeah exactly. it's everything um i love davy i i love this part i think it's very sweet that she takes the time to to recognize him to thank him she thanks brenda her sponsor she thanks marco um and then she is back into the mental uh mental palace i think is what we called it mind palace mind palace and she's and of course we have uh chaos cassie just clap clap clapping in the background yeah uh the imagery is a ton of donut boxes everywhere chaos cassie is with teen cassie and basically the the sentiment is Teen Cassie, did you ever imagine you would be this lame and this boring when you grew up? <laughs> She's like, no. Uh, and then we're back at the the meeting and everyone's clapping. I love Davey just like wooting. Like he's so sweet. Yeah, it, um, his enthusiasm is really nice here. Mm-hmm. Marco says one year meant the most to him. Uh, she says she's proud. And Brenda comes up and asks, how's the letter to your dad going? And we find out Cassie is going to make a trip home, which is news mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. Um, and she's going with Davy because Davy has planned every second of the trip. They're uh, eventually going to visit her dad's grave while she's there. And so this was interesting information. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. I wonder if it'll be like next episode. It's obviously going to be this season. So it's just right. a matter of when. Yeah, I'll have a lot of thoughts about that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of hard thoughts about that. But I'm excited to see how they play this out. Mm-hmm. And so um, Jenny then, of course, walks over and then barges in. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Davey, you must be super proud and um and so then davy's over there but meanwhile cassie has to excuse herself because she gets text from grace asking if she's free to hang out um and so within the like three second span that cassie is gone jenny has invited davy to dinner and to go whale watching no jenny this is overstepping the line and i hate that Davy is here for her and she just decides to ditch her brother. And I feel like Davy should know better that this, it doesn't have anything to do with a work thing. It's something, something else is going on, but um, yeah, he's going, Davy's going to go whale watching and going to get a good quote unquote wreck for something to eat uh, with yes. Jenny. Um, yes. Okay. So this is when I was getting extra suspicious of Jenny weird vibes from jenny weird vibes and i mean maybe the show maybe the show is making fun of me again for my junior detective skills but i just feel like there's more to the story i think she doesn't have a podcast i think she's lying about it she says it's a true crime podcast you know how many effing true crime podcasts there are there are out there in the universe it'd be impossible to find hers i think i just think she's lying it kind of reminded me of the show only murders in the building because that was kind of the same storyline where um martin short um 
Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. There's a murder in their building, and then they are all appreciators of a true crime podcast, and then they decide to be junior detectives themselves and simultaneously have their own podcast. Right. So I felt like it was plausible because I've kind of seen it recently. I guess, but I don't something is weird about Jenny. We'll get into it when she has well, yeah, dinner with She's Amy, weird, but, but she I also kind of think that she was trying to use them for the story. Oh, could be, but I feel like that's the red herring. Mm, um, interesting. So then we go, uh, we're back at the Cassie's back in the mind palace, and Chaos Cassie is telling her to go, just go inside, go see Grace, go inside. And then we have um, Black Hole Cassie. We find out who the last Cassie is that we couldn't tell. And she is when Cassie has hit like rock bottom. It's when Mm -hmm. Cassie gets arrested, when she's in jail, when she talks to Davey. She's wearing that black turtleneck. um, And she has like her like smudgy makeup. Um, So I've coined this one Black Hole Cassie. I mean, we could call her whatever we want. Yeah, that's fine. Kind of like hangover Cassie. Um, And so she is there too. And (laughs) I think. I'm pretty sure it's Chaos Cassie who says she's a black hole of joy. <laughs> she sucks it all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this this was funny. So that now we're meeting. I wonder like how many Cassies will we get? Are we only going to see the ones that we saw in that grouping? I feel like there's got to be more. Trying to think of who else we would see because gold dressed Cassie is obviously very iconic. Then we have mm-hmm. like hungover Cassie, the black hole Cassie. We have teen Cassie. Um, I don't, I wonder if there's going to be another child version, but I feel like they're going to want to stick with Kaylee Cuoco and do stuff with her. And so maybe, I mean, well, drunk Cassie we- is an option, isn't she? Drunk Cassie is chaos Cassie, I feel. See, I thought, well, I thought I that we saw flight attendant Cassie, didn't we see Oh, we her did see part? flight attendant Cassie. We yes. saw that. Like, what are the other iconic outfits, really? Um, Maybe when she was in Rome? Something with that? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Interesting. Anyway, I, go ahead. No, I just, I definitely think we'll have more. I just think that maybe uh, a second watching of the first season can maybe spring some memories yeah just i think like the outfits have to be there right like it has to be a particularly iconic outfit for right to it to work um all right i'm gonna go off to my mind palace real quick take a quick Mm. break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be right back okay we're back uh let's go visit grace grace just got done working out um, and Cassie immediately is just like, oh, how are your ears doing? Mine are still ringing. And Grace says, oh, I wasn't standing too close. I'm I'm fine now. Yeah, um, went away the next day. Mm-hmm. She has her perfect bread sitting out and she pours them wine. That's and a store-bought bread, if you ask me. It looked like it looked store-bought to me, too. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you didn't use sourdough starter. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Grace pours her some rosé and it was very uncomfortable because I just wish that Cassie was like, no, thank you. I don't Me need too. it. Me too. But she holds on to it. And it's like so sad because it's like the one year anniversary of her sobriety. And she got this close on the brink of taking a sip. But I just wish that she's like, no, thank you. I don't I don't need it. Or I'm not drinking or anything like that. But we do get a mini tour of Grace's home. And mm-hmm. there is a lot of sights to see. She is a collector of sorts from her travels. 
Yeah, so she has a, like a sword, which apparently is a ceremonial. Hey, it's sham- not a sword. A ceremonial shamsher, and it's from Fallujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was in the army, and she stole it at one of the places that okay. she was at. Something about I have a question about Grace's time in the army. We do see a photo of her from her time in the army. Did you notice it was like there was like another person in it, and it was kind of like I got torn. ripped out. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. My eyes were on that. that. Like there's yeah. something going Who on. Who else is in the picture? Right. Is it Miranda? Uh, oh, I like that as an idea. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, so Grace says people come and go, and the only person you can trust is yourself, which yeah. it's a little dark, you know. Um, so Grace is gonna go take a shower. Did you notice the artwork? We didn't really linger on it too much, but I noticed when they're in that room where the shamsher is. Um, there is a piece of artwork that is like a bunch of naked bodies. It looks like women, hard to tell. Um, a bunch of naked bodies kind of like stacked in like in weird positions. Mm-hmm. Very much gave me Alex Sokoloff vibes from oh. season one. Oh, um, interesting. I have no idea if it means anything. Again, I was soaking in everything because Grace's, like you said, Grace's art. Uh, interests are very strange in my opinion eclectic I guess I shouldn't say strange mm-hmm. um, different than mine uh, and yeah I noticed that I have no idea if that means anything but my eyes I, I got them I'm scoping out the scenery yeah there's a lot going on she has uh, old plates she has a lot of books it's very interesting I kind of wish that there was more time to really soak in everything that's there yeah yeah and it made me wonder if okay so in the in the book which it's not spoiling anything at this point because obviously anything that would have happened from the book would have been in season one in the book Cassie tends to take things from wherever she visits for for uh for her um nieces or in the book she has a niece and nephew but it doesn't matter um so I'm wondering if they kind of put that onto Grace instead, where Grace takes things from her travels, like the Shamshire and maybe some other stuff. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. My brain Maybe. is, you know. That could be that could be totally the case. Yeah. Cassie was kind of like a, a kleptomaniac. She mm-hmm. stole like bookends from hotels and yes. little gadgets and whatnot. Um whole robes towels anything really uh this is probably the most egregious thing that happened she decides to pour out her rosé into grace's monstera as a monstera mom god (laughs) this is rude and not healthy for your monstera do not feed your monstera rosé if you want to give your monstera something that is not water or fertilizer you may give your monstera coffee grounds because that acts as a natural fertilizer Oh, lovely. I didn't but know do that. not give it rose. I've never given my, my and my rose, my, my, my rose. Um, my monster is larger than Grace's rose, and it's because I don't give it rose. Not to be a size queen, but my not to be a size, but I'm just saying I have a, I, I'm a monstera mom, and I was very concerned yes. about the monstera. No, I was too because I saw this and I was like, ma'am, 
You are so close to the kitchen. Pour it down the sink. Why? You know she's not going to be done with the shower in two seconds. Just pour it down the sink. If we go back to the um, this apartment and see that her monstera is dead, <laughs> I will no, scream. I... I will scream. Can you imagine if Grace comes into work the next day with, with Cassie and it's just like, my monstera all of a sudden is like wilting. And like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> it's starting to brown. Poor monstera. Yeah. Um, and so then Cassie starts, um, so then, right. So then chaos Cassie is in her ear and she's just like, I smell Santel 33. Um, and so Cassie frantically is like snooping around. She's sniffing all of Grace's perfumes, digging through her drawers. And then this is something that was so creepy. And I love that she called it out on herself where she like pokes her head into the bathroom and she sees Grace showering. She sees her back and notices, no, she does not have the moth tattoo. But I didn't feel like that was a definitive thing to say, oh, then she's totally innocent. could have. Yeah, I was assuming that it was just a uh, stick on. Yeah, like a I fake was tattoo. Too. There's tattoos these days where you can have it for a week and it doesn't fade. There's tattoos that are temporary tattoos that last a year these days. Oh my gosh, I want to try those. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's with a, a temporary type of ink. Where how cool would I look it. with a sleeve? You look pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Completely agree. This is so creepy. And I also thought that the tattoo was temporary because I'm like, what kind of monster is going to get a tattoo for like a temporary job? <laughs> like a lot. Um, and so then she goes, uh, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so creepy. And she leaves, she sees the box that Grace got at the airport, opens it up, and they're lollipops. And this is when mm-hmm. Grace catches her. Um, and her side hustle is fentanyl lollipops. And Cassie says, Oh, you're you're a drug dealer. And she says she's the fentanyl fairy godparent to cancer patients because they need drugs and they can't get the drugs which that's nice sure yeah i guess or they can get prescribed them properly but nonetheless i mean we all know the healthcare system is broken right yeah uh i think that this is uh interesting i once again i suppose it clears her name i honestly wasn't until i watched the after show i wasn't fully sold that grace wasn't somehow involved but the, the after show was kind of um they kind of outwardly said yeah we did all this to clear grace's name and i was just like oh okay then i guess you're telling me that her name is cleared from these things. I still thought that she was yeah. suspicious until the – if I didn't watch the after show, I think I would be more suspicious of Grace. I agree with you. I didn't like that they out and out said that. I would have preferred to leave it a little bit more ambiguous because I'm with you. I didn't necessarily think Grace was 100% innocent at this point because, like we said – This is a full operation. It is not just like a single person doing this. It seems like there are many people involved, at least in my head, there are many people involved. Right. And so, yeah, I agree with that. Um, But uh, Cassie says, now that Cassie has basically cleared Grace in her own mind, she's just like, oh, by the way, I have to go. I'm volunteering at the animal shelter right now. Um, There's a bunny rescue, which I love that we're bringing that back. Yeah. um, Yeah. Which which I thought that was like a weird thing too to, for her to just be like, okay, bye. Yes, um, yeah, because Grace is going to make her dinner. I thought it was like she was freaked out by the fentanyl lollipops, but I guess that wasn't the case. Maybe. I guess she was just like, I have other places to go. Maybe. So then we have we have the next scene with Jenny and um, and Davy and 
this is where we kind of get Jenny's quote unquote truer intentions. Uh, and yeah, she says that she has a podcast and Davey's like, oh, I love podcasts. What, what's yours about? And Jenny is hesitant to share, but then she admits that she has a murder podcast, a true crime yes. podcast. Yeah. And then she, and she said, doesn't I- say the name. Just saying. Well, I mean, okay, hold on, Jessica. As people that have podcasts, do you yeah. do you really are you really if you came across somebody and is like, "Hi, I have a podcast." They their first question is usually, "Oh, yeah, what's it about?" And then you go, "Oh, yeah, it's, you know, a 90s podcast we cover Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek." I, I'm not and that I would I, then say the I, name. I've never said the name. I only share the name if people are like, "Oh, I want to check that out. What's it called?" I've never personally, like when I've been in this conversation room before, I don't go and release the name. I guess that's fair. I just, I don't know. Something about Jenny is so suspicious. To yeah, me. she's creepy, but I think I found her creepy because she is, it's anonymous for a reason. You're supposed to feel yeah. like a certain safety on people not knowing who you are so you can reveal your true self. So the creepiness to me came from, Jenny recognized her and decided to stay there and try to be friendly with her and try to have similar interests with her so that she can eventually ask her onto her true crime podcast. I suppose, but I personally think that is a red herring because so then she says, oh, it's about ordinary people finding themselves in deadly situations. You know, I thought you'd be a good guest, Davey. And she divulges she knows about Cassie's story. And so Davey immediately gets up to leave because he thinks that she only wanted to eat with him to get details on Cassie. And Jenny says, oh, I wanted to eat with you because you're a fun person. I can't imagine what it was like for you, which feels so manipulative to say, yeah, oh, it must have been really hard for you. it feels like she's a reporter or a journalist. Yes, I don't. I think it can be both. I think that she is using. I think it's very obvious to viewers that she is being manipulative here. I just think there is more to the story. I just feel like there's something going on with Jenny, especially because I don't know. It's one of those things where my um, meta brain is like, yeah. I know this actress. I know I'm, I'm thinking she's going to be around all season. And so I'm thinking she's more involved than we think she is. Mm, maybe, maybe yeah. I think that's a good, a good choice to keep an eye on her, but uh, I just want to say podcasters are the worst. They really and are. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he does sit back down. Um, He says, it's been really stressful. I've been going through stuff with my husband. And Jenny says, if you need someone to talk to you, I'm here. Um, So we get the feeling that obviously there's there's something going on with Davey mm-hmm. and his husband. We don't really know what is going on, Um, but something is is there. Right. Um, And then we see Megan. We haven't seen Megan in a hot minute. She's digging up some mushrooms. <laughs> Yeah, this was super weird. I was like, what the frick is she doing? I Obviously, I thought that she was trying to get some mushrooms for some sort of poison or something like that. But yeah. I thought that this yeah. was so strange. Yes. Um, and a couple like advises her, oh, careful. Those might be poisonous. Um, and then we see her in some like apartments and housing. Um, she's using a field guidebook and grinding up these jack-o'-lantern mushrooms. She hears a noise at the door, holds up a knife. Like, she's very skittish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the it's a woman who asks if she's ready. She puts on a record and asks Megan to dance with her. She tells her she looks very pretty. And they dance together like they're, like, they're close. It's a very intimate dance. Yeah. Uh, 
obviously I don't really know how she got herself into this position. Last time I saw her, she was in some sort of a box. So yeah, like a shipping I don't know if this person is somebody that she's in a relationship with just for um just for safety in a way, or right. if this is some sort of captor situation. Honestly, it's really hard to pinpoint what exactly is going on here, but I'm interested in seeing more. Yeah. It was strange. Um, for sure. Something's going on with Megan. I'm kind of intrigued, honestly. I'm a little bit more intrigued than I thought I'd be with the Megan storyline, um, which is good. I, I didn't think I would like continuing that story, but I'm, I'm enjoying what we're seeing so far. Um, Annie returns home from the interview and Max asks her how it went. She says, imagine the worst date ever and set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not false to be honest with you. Exactly. It was, it was really a struggle. It was rough. And so, um, so Max is oh, it can't have been that bad, but Annie doesn't want to talk about it. Um, so Max changes the subject. He's been working on these slides and he figured out the one that has the dates on it, the 1934 to 1935. Um, it is a close up of a plaque uh, at the base of the Lady of the Lake statue at Echo Park Lake, which is in L.A. Um, so that's interesting. So we know that one of them was taken in Berlin and now this one was taken in L.A. And so yes. Annie says, okay, let me text, let me text Cassie. We're gonna, we're gonna meet her uh there and we're gonna figure this out. Yes, yeah. Uh I thought that was super interesting. I've never been to Echo Park uh from what it looked like, it looked gorgeous. Yeah, I've never been there either. Um, I I don't think I've ever even heard of the the lady of the lake statue. Um, apparently it's 14 feet high, made of poured concrete. Uh it was put there in 1934 it was funded through the federal public works of art project 1934 i'm just taking a look to see if there's anything else like notable about this Ooh, echo park has swan boats yeah it's beautiful i want to so, ride a swan boat very interesting so um max finds a statue and Cassie doesn't know what to do. They're just kind of like standing there looking at it. And then suddenly there's air horns that go off and it kind of triggers her mm -hmm. to go back into the mind palace because yeah. of the ringing in her ears. Right. Right. Um, I, 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 she gets very disconjointed by, you know, sensory stuff and she's, she's trying to fight it. She's like, I'm done taking advice from you. Go away. I, um, I, I shouldn't even listen to you. You sent me off to search for grace. And in her head, her, you know, chaos Cassie is like, you are blaming me. You should blame yourself in the moment. Um, and then we have a uh, black hole Cassie judging her as well. Uh, she mm -hmm. kind of gets out of it. I, I feel bad for her that she's going through all of this. Um, yeah. And then from a, from a far off distance somebody takes their picture yes we see that they're being photographed um from a distance it's a blonde woman what's going on blonde something's wig. going on here the wigs yes Lots of wigs um and then we see the two couples are out to dinner and max killed me with the ooh la la <laughs> Oh my God. Max is having the best time in LA. I think that he he's trying it. to really be like, this is the best place ever. Annie, don't you want to move to California? Let's be hundred percent again. Well, because his family lives there too. Yeah. So I think for him, it's a win, win, win all around. We have fun with Marco. 
it's just a great old time yeah and unfortunately uh annie does not seem to be enjoying it nearly as much um but marco has his nojito which i love the name of it he's adorable um and annie they congratulate them on their engagement it's a beautiful ring and 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 he's just like, oh, we're not, you know, it's just a beautiful ring. We're not engaged. And Cassie's just like, calm down. Um, mm-hmm. Annie makes a toast to Cassie and Marco. We find out this is the longest relationship Cassie has been in, and it's been six months. So that answers our question. I think that's about what we had guessed. I think we said months. three to four, but six is not that far off. Yeah. Yeah. A newish, newish. Yeah. And um, so that's when Cassie asks about Annie's interview, but Annie's just like, eh, don't worry about it. It's fine. But you did the chip thing. How did that go? Um, and she's just like, oh, I, you know, I walked around Santa Monica and then I met up with Grace and immediately Annie stands up is like, Cassie, let's go to the bathroom. Right yeah, now. Bathroom talk. <laughs> when your friend drags you off to the bathroom, you know, you're in trouble. Yep. Um, and this is again, where we get Cassie saying on paper, Marco is the perfect guy on paper. Stop saying on paper, like something is going on with them and it's not mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I think she's bored by him. Maybe. I think that she probably likes somebody that's a little volatile. Yeah, she is attracted to danger. We all know it. Um, and so uh, Annie's like, why did you Why did you go to Ma- uh, Grace's? What's going on? And Cassie just, everyone knew I was going to go to Grace's. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't find the perfume. She ba- breaks, bre- uh, excuse me, she bakes bread, which Annie's like, that's so LA. She breaks bread. What is this? Bread. Shabbat dinner? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Um, and Cassie's like, I needed it to be Grace, but now it could be anybody. Um, so it's it, Annie or Cassie's freaking out because she thought she was going to be able to pin this all on Grace. And now that she can't, she really is at a loss for who it is. Yep. Um, and Annie says, well, we still have the view master. And I thought that she was supposed to meet with Ben today, but I guess is that tomorrow? Okay. This was what I was focusing on in the whole entire second half of the episode. Yeah. He says, um, okay, I'm going to meet you tomorrow. She goes, do you mean it's pretty late? Do you mean tomorrow or like tomorrow's tomorrow? And he just hangs up on her. I was like, did she miss her appointment with Benjamin Barry? Because that's not good. I think they got the days mixed up and it's actually the next day. I think I she's going to so. meet with him the next day. I'm concerned. I feel like I she know. missed her appointment. It's very confusing. Um, but Annie's like, don't worry. Max and I are here for you. You've got us. We'll figure this out. And it's just, of course, Cassie goes in for another hug. And Annie's like, you know, we don't always have to hug, right? Yeah. No <laughs> hugging. Anti-hugging society. Yeah. Um, and uh, Max just immediately fawning over Marco. He's like, you're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a bromance for the ages, truly. Um, Marco, we get to learn a little bit more about him. He has a daughter. He has an ex-wife that he lost. Or um, and he yeah. has I think just it's been working just, on himself. I think it's I got confused by the wording Marco used, but it feels to me like he lost his wife figuratively when he was going through alcohol addiction or like when he was still. Yeah, I agree with that take. Yeah. OK, it was confusing the way he worded. it. I thought she died at first. No. Um, but yeah. And so then Marco asks Max about Annie and he says, Annie's tricky. She's the most amazing person I know, but she's like an octopus. She's skitty, skittish and smart. And she always has an escape plan. Mm. Do you think, what do you, what animal do you think that you're most like? In relationships or just in general? I suppose in general. 
I mean, I hate to do the Leo thing and say lion, but I do think it's like kind of true. If you want to be a prideful. lion, then you can be a lion. That's totally fine. I'm very prideful. I do think I am more like the, isn't the female lions that go out and do the hunting? I yeah. feel like that's me. Right. Um, yeah. But I also feel like my hair is more like the male lion with the big mane. Right. Yeah. I can see that too. Um, I don't know. Right. What about you? Um, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. I mean, maybe I'm. I mean, I like Shih Tzus. Maybe I'm just a Shih Tzu. Okay. I don't know why. (laughs) Just because you like them. I'm a little lazy. I'm a little dumb. (laughs) Just here for a good time. I could be a little prissy. Shih Tzus are a little prissy. That's true. You have to be something that's a little bit on the fancier side, I think. What about like a peacock? Oh, I mean, I feel like peacocking is people peacock and that's not very much a good thing. But sure. Not, I mean, they're still beautiful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, maybe I'll take it. Okay. So we are exiting uh, dinner and um, Cassie gets a call from Eli, who is Megan's son. And yeah. he got a strange Snapchat from his mom. And it was the first time that he's heard from her since she yes. got missing. Yes. And so... Uh, she he sends it to Cassie and Cassie tries to call Megan, but the phone number is disconnected. She doesn't get anything that, mm-hmm. you know, she gets the message of it's yeah. disconnected. So the and Snapchat then, is a bunch of emojis. So it I says, wrote them all out. Yeah, oh, you did. OK, it's uh, dancing twin girls. Well, first it says Bravo, the word oh, Bravo. I couldn't see that. Yeah. Dancing twin and, girls. Like, you know, those little, the yeah, little girls. twin with the yeah. rabbit ears or something. Yeah. yeah. A key. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing? A penguin. Oh, a penguin. Uh, yep. Cherries. Well, then we have, I don't know if this matters, but we have two of those like arrow um things. Like the greater than symbols. Oh, okay. okay. And then cherries. Yeah. And then a crown. Yes. And then L.I., which Long Island, obviously. Um, obviously. And, well, I feel like L.I., for people who live in New York, L.I. is yeah. very obviously Long Island. Now we have prayer hands. Um, yeah. Which I always thought I was never totally sure if they were prayer hands or high five hands. But I think it's, <laughs> it's prayer hands. I think they're prayer hands. And then 7,700. Which feels to me like flight information, like flight That's, number. That could be it. That could be it. Um. Okay. Well, only time will tell what that means. Yeah, I think so. Bravo feels like flight related to like when they are saying letters, they say that like Alpha Bravo, whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, dancing twins really hard to know unless it's like Megan and and Cassie because they were like wearing identical outfits when they were flight attendants, maybe. Mm, Um, the key. key feels like the keys on the penguin keychain oh yeah cassie got a penguin keychain yeah keys key on, on the penguin it. keychain yeah. yeah i don't know what the two greater than symbols means cherries hard to know unless they mean just actual cherries i don't know crown Oops. is like king or queen or something yeah li long island prayer hands is tricky meet in a church maybe maybe it's has to do with the church that she met miranda in last season oh maybe and then 7700 for sure is like a flight something with the flights has to be or some type of jet or plane i think i'm most confident in the fact that's the keys on the penguin keychain well i think it's on that one and long island li is long island that's where megan is from that's where she lives or lived 
Okay, that's true. That yeah. could be true. Oyster Bay, isn't that what she, you know, Oyster Bay. That's what she always used to say, yeah. Oh, she's from Oyster Bay. Oyster Bay. Okay. Um, so yeah, we don't know what this means yet, um, but this is like, this to me got me amped for the Megan stuff because I love a code. I love like, let's figure it out. We're going to have to try to figure it out. We are going to. We're going to figure this out. Also, if you have any ideas, definitely hit us up in the Patreon Discord, posterrecups.com slash Patreon, uh, Twitter at the Jess Sterling, mm-hmm. at Sarah Ferguson, email J, uh, or excuse me, Jess at posterrecups.com. Just hit us up if you have any clues, any ideas. Do you too want to be a junior detective on Sterling and Ferguson's, uh, you know, club? Sterling and Ferguson's private in private investigator agency. Is that right? PI. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. (gasps) Sterling and Ferguson private investigators. Incorporated. It legit. It sounds legit. It really it does. We need to, like get the. We need to get the incorporated. Dogs. I feel like maybe my last name has too many syllables to make it go. Do you want to like, shorten it? But when mm. you your last name, if you shortened it, oh, Sterling gosh. and Ferguson. Don't. Don't. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Anyway, yeah. um, so hit us up if you have any ideas. Um, and then Annie and Max are walking up into Cassie's apartment, and freaking Esteban is back. Yeah, what are you doing here, Esteban Diaz? This is the guy. Um, if you forgot, who stole Cassie's like key card information? At least that's what we think happened with his cell phone in the hotel in um wherever the hell she was berlin berlin um yes and so he's like oh i'm so sorry all these places look the same him and his wife gabrielle are airbnb in the place across the way yeah and they pick up this small dog named mr waffles and that's your dog yeah that is not their dog <laughs> he mr waffles is very barky he is yes because he's not their dog yeah i guess that could be true so mr he's waffles probably the old couples dog well i do like how they didn't hurt mr waffles if anything Thank else god they didn't tase that poor guy oh so mr waffles is a sassafras but she's he's also hanging out with wiggy wiggy gabrielle she that if that is not a wig then i don't know what is we listen we are junior detectives we notice a wig we can spot a wig from a mile away that's a wig that is a wig and then we see that the gabrielle is holding a taser gun behind her back and we see an old couple tied up in a closet and we're like what the hell is going on i can't i hope cassie comes back in time to see them because i feel like she'd recognize them Ooh, that would be so creepy yeah i feel so bad for that old couple neighbors um, i do too they were like in the closet yeah they are innocents uh yeah. and it's so creepy what do you think they are trying to do you think that they're behind this all do you think that miss wiggy is in the blonde wig um, I think they're heavily involved. Like they're definitely trying yeah. to break into Cassie's apartment for something. Um, maybe to get more of like her flight attendant clothes. I don't know, but they're definitely involved. I could easily see her as being, um, the woman in the blonde wig for sure. I think that she is my number one suspicion to be the woman in the blonde wig, mm-hmm. specifically because I feel like their her face shape is very similar to the woman in the blonde yes, wig. Absolutely. So who knows? But this, I I really liked this episode. I feel like things are heating up. Um, I'm really enjoying season two so far. I'm I'm having a fun time with it. I love the new mysteries that they're setting up. Um, how about you? How are you liking season two, two episodes in? 
I'm really liking it. I really like what they've come up with as a season two storyline. Both you and I were pretty nervous as to what they could yep. come up with. And I got to be honest with you, I kind of enjoy, I'm kind of enjoying this mystery a little bit more than the season one mystery. I think I am too. And I think it's because they have the freedom to do whatever they want. Yeah. And because of that, they're just, they're given, they've already like season one was like the, the setup. It was the appetizer. They set everything up and now we're able to go off of that. So I'm really excited to see. We have a lot of mysteries now. We still need to know what the other photos in the viewfinder mean. Um, We still need to know how the person got Cassie's clothing, like who is in the blonde wig. And now we need to know what the hell these emojis mean. Yeah, There's what Megan so is up much. to with these poisonous... Uh... Yeah, the mushrooms, mushrooms that she's been grinding Do you think she's trying up. to poison the person she's dancing with? I think so. I think that that's what she was she probably trying to do. But yeah. did it backfire? And did the woman that she danced with capture her so that took away her phone and her ability to speak yeah. to people? Yeah. So we'll see. If you have any theories, please hit us up. There's many ways to do so. I kind of listed them a little bit earlier. The easiest way by far is to join the Patreon, posterrecaps.com slash Patreon. Join us in the Posture Recaps Discord. Um, we have tons of fun in there. We can theorize together what the heck these emojis all mean. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to go to the Discord and see what the heck other people are thinking. Um, but Sarah, what else do you have going on that you want to tell the people about? Uh, yeah, Jessica and I... Um as we previously mentioned, have a 90s podcast. I won't tell you what the name is because I'm not like that now. Um, (laughs) So we cover Boomin's World and Dawson's Creek and other 90s content. Shit 90s shows taught me. You can find us at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Amazing. You can, of course, always hear me uh, here on um, Pusher Recaps over on Community Building with Josh Wiggler. And of course, I've also shouted it out before. You can hear me on the new Wilds podcast. It is out. We are doing, we had the kickoff podcast released on Friday today. If you're listening to this, the day goes live. Um, And yeah, we're going to be getting into season two in a couple of weeks. So definitely catch up on that, binge that show. It's well worth your attention. Um, We appreciate you all for listening. Um, We will talk to you all next week with the next two episodes of Flight Attendant. We're going to put out two more podcasts next week. So we will talk to you all then. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.